From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Spotlight. Come here, let me look at you. Spotlight, I want to keep digging. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined my co- by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. We're really happy to have Maggie Malik, who's the president of North America of the agency Crispin Porter & Bogofsky, which is a full-service creative marketing agency, and they work globally across North North America, UK, and Brazil. And, and Maggie, you stepped into this role of North America president in April, I believe. And for those of you who may not know, Crispin really changed the traditional advertising game with some of the most disruptive work ever. I was familiar with Crispin Porter and Bogusby back in my old days at University of Miami. And one of their campaigns that was just a game changer, one like marketing advertising of the decade, was their Burger King ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just really... That was before social media was big, and uh, they really understood the idea of viral marketing before mm. anybody else did. Right. So they have an incredible, incredible history. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us what drew you to the agency, and maybe how has it changed since those glory days, hopefully in more innovative ways, continuing that yeah, tradition? Yeah, no, it's crazy because exactly what you said. Um, this is actually a really cool story because I have been – in love with Crispin since I was in college. Mm, So I was a communications and PR major. And I learned about this like magical brand doing all of all of these things. So to find it my home now is pretty special. Um, But exactly like you said, you know, when most people think of advertising, they think of magazine ads, TV commercials. And what Crispin did was really, really something different. It's why I learned about it in, in comm school. Um, they put earned very much at the core of everything they did when they were thinking about solving a business problem. So they weren't rushing straight to doing like a 30 second TV spot and mm. thinking that would solve it. Mm-hmm. Again, you referenced their stuff for stunt for Burger King with the subservient chicken. Um, also, <laughs> another campaign that was amazing was the truth work they did mm-hmm. where they had young people oh, yeah. stacking body bags outside of big tobacco headquarters. Mm-hmm. They thought of a creative idea that would solve a business problem first. Then they thought about the channels on which to distribute it. And mm. and that's how I believe they really moved mountains. Oh, interesting. And I think, you know, core to that is really business innovation. That is that's what they did, right? And if we think about what is going on in the world today, innovation is still core. It could not ring more true in today's environment. Um, while the world looks super different as agencies, like we're, you know, we're evolving our practices. We're trying to be different. Um, but people are super bored with ads. The Mm -hmm. algorithms have broken us. We're fighting for attention across all these different platforms. So how we have continued to stay innovative, if we've brought in new passionate leaders that are really, really great at, you know, different practices from media to creator and more, but like we think about that creative business solving idea first. And that's 
that's how we start every journey. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Americans and I have talked a lot about, wouldn't it be fun if ads were fun to watch? Yeah, you know, right, like, right. It doesn't seem like such a groundbreaking <laughs> idea. Instead of making the ad something we want to quickly go through, why right. don't you make it something we enjoy? Yeah. And for sure, Burger King did that. I mean, uh, Whopper freak out. There, I mean, yep. I, we yeah. used to teach like, I would teach 45 minutes and all I would do is show your ads and things like that. And mm-hmm. people just love them. They probably went out and ate a burger right after class. <laughs> so it worked really, really right, well. Right. So can you give us some examples of something that you know you feel is passionate about that you've done since you've been at the agency? Gosh, um, some recent work that we just put out was for Buchanan's Scotch Whiskey, mm. and it's so cool. So the idea around it is celebrating the spirit of the 200, this creative campaign. Mm-hmm. And it looks at the unique duality of people who identify as really 100% American and 100% Hispanic. Because mm. the insight we found is that culturally, they love Buchanan Scotch whiskey. Mm. So instead of just doing a normal TV commercial, what we really rallied around over the past eight months is this spirit of the 100 campaign. So as parts of that, we've partnered with Hispanic creators, DJs, television personalities, radio personalities, and it's really a full 360 campaign. We're doing boots on the ground events. Like we are really becoming a part of culture and not by inserting ourselves into it, by um, recognizing that we are already there and and celebrating that. Similar to what Burger King did, right? Like if you think about back then, they were working with gamers before anyone was talking about gamers because gamers were eating Burger King. (laughs) And so it made sense, right? And so the Buchanan's work, it's beautiful. You'll have to look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And again, what is so special about it is it really is tied to a real cultural human insight and Mm -hmm. then it's not just delivered with a boring tv commercial so what are the media you use then you you do still use um, tv advertising or is it all social media or is it events or we definitely still do we definitely still do advertising Um, we have an amazing brand entertainment team so we've done some really cool work for chipotle we've done Mm. some really amazing things for nike Um, we have a whole squad of humans that work with creators and influencers Mm. Gosh, we've worked with over 12,000 creators just in the last several years. Um, We have a full media team that is buying across platforms. So we're doing out of home. We're doing experiential. We're doing commercials. We're doing a ton of social, right? Um, But the thing is, kind of what we were talking about at the top is what we're looking at is even social advertising to be done differently Mm. because the ads are so skippable. Skippable. Yeah, yeah. You could go through it so quickly. So Everything we do, we try to really wrap around in an idea. We don't race straight to a distribution channel. So I saw this one thing that somebody came into my class and showed that they were using technology like second by second to make sure that they would have ads that would would last like a few seconds longer. So like if they could eliminate like two seconds of boringness at the beginning of the ad, they'd cut out that two seconds so that Mm -hmm. we'd get to something exciting fast enough Mm -hmm. to maybe hook the consumer before they skip the ad. I mean, are you doing things like that or is your stuff different? I mean, it sounds like if you're trying to tell a story, you might not be worried about like the first two seconds because you're kind of building up a whole narrative. It might be a different philosophy than what I'm just described. 
No, I think that's a part of it though, right? I think if you're thinking about the, um, if you think about the different work we're doing, um, you know, the Buchanan's work I just mentioned, if that is delivered via a social media ad or a reel, you do have to get to the interesting, right, um, the right. interesting content much faster. Right. Um, but again, like one of the pieces that we're working on right now that's very, very different is we're working on um, a series for Old Navy called Little Interns. And it's a mm-hmm. six episode white labeled workplace comedy series. It's super oh, cool, oh, right? That so that is cool. the yeah. that is the cornerstone of the idea. But then exactly like you said, when we're distributing snippets of it on social channels like TikTok or on Instagram, we have to optimize those mini ads to right. make sure they're interesting mm-hmm. fast enough. But then we're still driving back to that core piece of content that we've already created. So y'all should definitely check out Little Interns. Oh, that's yeah, that's. Awesome. A, I'm happy somebody's helping Gap out. <laughs> All <laughs> Navy's great. always their cool brand, yeah, but yeah, like, totally, uh, totally. yeah, let's see. We need some help with Gap. Anyway, a Veterans Day is coming up Friday, and I know you served six years in the Army Reserves. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that experience and how maybe it shaped what you're doing now? Yeah, that is an interesting one. And I will say it's, um, it's, you know, those things that are just like about you that you don't really think about a lot, because it's something that's like very innate to your personality. So it's something that I I just started talking about more recently. And it's because 18 months ago, I met a young female veteran, and she told me that I needed to talk about my story more Mm. to inspire Ah. other veterans when they come home. Mm. Right? Oh, that's cool. Um, Right. Yeah, so I it's something I'm I more recently started talking about, but um it's it's really deeply personal to me. Um my dad passed away in high school. I I struggled a lot and I and I often tell people the army really saved me. Um my background is very untraditional. Mm. Um when I got out of the military, I decided to take my love of writing and to go into communications at University of Houston, which 20 years ago was not well known for comms right Mm, and this Mm -hmm. amazing woman in houston took a chance on me like i taught myself to code um so that i could start a blog so that i could share my writing with the world and this lady hired me her name's cindy mary and she's amazing she hired me to start our digital practice at this agency she took a chance on a veteran that didn't necessarily have a classical normal Normal background Mm -hmm. um Fast forward, I got promoted um, right before the pandemic and had to wrestle with taking a workforce wholly global. I had to wrestle with Mm. making sure our services and offerings were what clients needed when a lot of agencies were, you know, unfortunately having to let people go. And um, that's really where I realized like, oh gosh, all of this hard, all this hard, hard stuff I learned, all of these difficult things I conquered in the military, it came to life um, for me in a really amazing, you know, creative way. So I want to jump in on this because since you were right in the middle of thinking through the organizational cultural aspects of this, what is your position, Maggie, on because the post-pandemic world where folks are saying, listen, I want to be at home more. uh, I've heard the premise that creative sorts of things are particularly important to having people around in a physical space because of whatever the psychic energy is created in being together in person. So how, how has this been? How have you managed this global workforce 
that where the creative com- component is so important to the actual quality of the outcome that you produce in the solutions? How, how, what's been the position? Do you, is it, is it encouraged to like have, how, how does the Zoom for, world work when you're trying to be creative? Is this, does, this, is it, does it need to be managed differently? What's your position on this? That's all, that's honestly a great question. And I would say we're, we're flexible. You know, we have a, we have a hybrid team. Some people go in, some people work from home. You do have to be really intentional. I would say when it comes to innovation and creativity, and you have to design experiences um, and scenarios where people want to come in. And that's where a lot of the sparks really, really do happen. Mm. Our best ideas They happen when we're together. They Mm. happen when we're like riffing and whiteboarding things off of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also like to say a good idea comes from everywhere. So we are being very supportive of this transition. Mm. Um, But we're still we're still hybrid. We have offices in Houston, um, New York City and and Los Angeles, as well as San Diego. And um, everyone works a little bit differently, you know, so we're we're making that work for us right now. We're learning. I feel like any company, and, and maybe this is where some of the military training ah. comes into, I'm pretty comfortable with ambiguity. Mm. I don't think anyone has this figured out, right? Yeah, like sure fully remote right. or yeah. fully in person. I don't think that anyone's going to have it figured out in the next year. Mm-hmm. It's something that we're going to have to learn and learn with our teams together mm-hmm. over the years to come. I'm sure y'all will be talking about it for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> totally. yeah, we only have one minute left, but I just wanted to ask you, what do you think are the biggest trends in coming uh, up in the next year or yeah, so? Like yeah, yeah. what what's what's going to happen then right. on the horizon from your vantage you know, point? I mean, this I think goes to just really talking about um, my time in the military, but one of the things I love about Crispin and what Crispin has always done is we have embraced the untraditional creative. So people from different backgrounds, different walks of life. I think we are seeing that now as the creator economy continues to blow up. An amazing idea can come from anywhere, not just from New York City or uh, an LA agency, right? And so that's what I'm most excited about is seeing the world embrace more untraditional uh, creative humans. That's a really good answer. I really think yeah. that's true. Some 100%. of the most creative things come from really un- unusual places. And I think you're seeing a lot of traditional and legacy brands leaning into that mm-hmm. um, and really totally. changing their image. Mm-hmm. Well, Maggie, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to find out more about you and your company and everything you're working on? You can check out cpbgroup.com. Um, that is where you can find all of us. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. Our Instagram is amazing. We release culture reports. Um, we release work there. So anyone who is wanting to be on the pulse of what's going on in the world, definitely check out our Instagram at cpbgroup. Nice. That's great. Thank you very much. That's all we have time for today, and we'd like to thank our producers, Dion Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and we replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio 
on SXM Business for information about all our programming. And you can also look us up at Knowledge at Wharton, where we show all our podcasts from Wharton, and we're the Wharton Marketing Matters, the best of all of the ones that are listed there. That sounds like a shots fired, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. Come on now. I love it. (laughs) Thank you all for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn, here with America's Read, Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.